Okay. <sighs> Great. What is it, No, 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 What is nothing? What is nothing? Well, I don't know, Rana. All I know is that you said- What is it? I sent you two cakes. Yes, you did. And- and I never got a review. So that's what it is. Are you and out of your know, mind? I, never... I did the whole Kiki talking about the cakes. Oh, a review. Because uh, I hadn't tried them yet on the Kiki. I only had received Yes, them. and you and I had a very strong conversation where I informed you I was going to need, I was going to need information about both. Okay. And you said to me, don't you worry, I'm going to do a complete review, blah, 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 whatever you said. And here we are. It's at least three days later. You made a big stink about how excited you were to be sent two cakes. Yes. And here we are. It's at least three days later, and I haven't heard a word. So, Well, first of all, I wasn't I, sure if you had remembered. How do you think that makes me feel? I, Rana, I, you know what? I came in here with attitude because I felt like I immediately had to be defensive because Rana said she had some talking to me to do. And I was so yeah. scared. So I came in very defensive. And here's my review. Are you ready? Which one do you want me to review first? That is entirely up to you. They I was cakes. gifted two stunning Barefoot Contessa cakes straight from Gold Belly from Rana, the Marlene, the Glickman. Okay? And we, and we have to acknowledge that they started selling those cakes. A few months so, ago, right? Yeah, maybe maybe over a year ago, but okay. not that long. Yeah. So we're so the question is, not only does the Barefoot Contessa make a great cake, look, I'm sure if we're eating in her house, it's a terrific cake. But the question is, what is this cake that comes to you from this woman, and how good is it or isn't it? Well, here's how I'll review it, Rana, because and, I have to say, Rana, two. I don't know a person who has higher standards for a cake than Rana. We've, we've discussed this. Well, for a chocolate cake, at least. We've discussed this at length. And Ron, I think, finally found it or won through Ed- Edita Kimber. For the sure. Co- the coconut cake was, I don't know what to compare it to, but I will say it is the best version of a vanilla or coconut cake I've ever had in my life. I 100% agree with that because I've ordered the coconut cake. Now, I've had her coconut cake, but I've never ordered her chocolate cake. Well, I have to say this. Yeah, please. But the coconut cake is great. It's it's great. Sort of coconutty. Correct. And nothing fakey coconutty, really. Like, it doesn't, it's it's not, that doesn't taste like a snow cone. But it's not an artificial, yes, it's not an artificial coconut cake. And I have to say, what really got me was the whole time I thought and it's oh giant my, this cake it's so it's big giant. this cake I hope you t- took some of it home and froze it or something yes I did and I just gave some away actually but yes I did I you know me Ron Very I can't smart. have that much cake in a freezer no but, no you'll eat it yeah and by the way I'll eat it frozen but this one I did sure. allow to thaw I gotta say the coconut cake was the best I couldn't it it felt like I had just gone to a bakery and picked it up. There was nothing like I, I, I didn't know if it was going to taste yes. like a Sara Lee something. You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah. It was delicious. The chocolate cake, I want to say equally delicious. I'm trying to think if it was just a little, let me put it this way. No real faults with the chocolate cake. The coconut cake, I'd give a 10. I would say the chocolate cake, I'd give an eight. It was very, very, very good. Well, you just had just had it. A 13. 
I just had 13. You had I just, just had, correct. You had just had Ed Gimba's cake. I had just was, had the best chocolate cake the, I've ever had in my life. Blue, for me. It redefined the chat. Correct. By the way, I want to remind people that Ed's book's available. And uh, I also want to remind people, he either does a sub stack or a newsletter, something like that, that you sure. can sign up for. And my understanding was he was going to put the cake in that newsletter. Really? So- I'm just saying to people, I don't well, know. Well, I'm going to go sign up right now. If you're, if you're sleeping on Ed Kimba, I don't know what to tell you anymore. That was the best I chocolate cake I've ever had. In defense of the Ina Garden chocolate cake, I will say I didn't let that one thaw all the way because I was so excited about it. So, oh. no, it was so thawed it was all the way. Fro- I just was didn't, it-, it was not frozen, but it was, you know, you have to thaw it in the refrigerator. You can't thaw it on the counter, at least according to the directions. So it was cold, not frozen. It was cold. The other, the coconut cake, I let sit the full time. The chocolate cake, I was so excited that I didn't, I sort of, you know, went into it pretty quickly. But a cold cake should still be delicious. It was delicious. It was delicious. I just, you know what? Here it is. And Ina, this is one of Ina's signature moves in chocolate. She likes Mm -hmm. it. To me, she always adds a little too much coffee for me. To where, like, uh-huh. I can taste a little uh-huh. too much of the coffee. So for uh-huh. me, now some people like that, you know. Um, I understand that it serves to enhance the chocolate. Some I just don't like. When I, I agree. Actually taste I always feel when I'm cooking it, I always feel a little bit dicey about adding. I understand what they're doing, but yeah. I always think I'm not sure I want that. They think it's deepening the flavor. Sure. And I'm not sure that's the flavor I want, but I understand. Yeah. I understand. That was it. But yeah. it was delicious. And I can't thank you enough. Truly. Well, I got I got my review. So, you know. Ask and by the way, I would answer. send that's those cakes. That's what we cakes. say on this show. I would send those cakes to anyone who has a birthday celebration, feel good, whatever. That is a perfect oh. gift. It's a generous gift. And, and it was absolutely, both of them really, out of the park. It sounds to me like you would send the coconut cake is what it sounds to me like. And I respect You know, it would that. depend on the person because the chocolate cake is absolutely good enough to send. I'm more, I, I don't know. Yes, I liked the coconut better. I did. I, I did. It was delicious. It, there's no question in my the mind. The chocolate cake, by the way, I don't know why, but I Yes, but I know why the coconut. I don't know why, but I know why the coconut travels better. I just yeah. know. And I've had it, as I'm saying. As, as I say, I've had it. And it is delicious. So there you go. Barefoot Contessa, well done. As uh, always. You can get that at Gold Belly. Rana, well done. Now, as always. Well, I'm so happy you had a nice birthday, Tia. You did have a nice birthday in the end. I yes, spoke it was to you so the chill. day before. That's just right. Very you, the adult. 29th. Just You're so, right. Just so adult. Very adult. Very adult. And then you but you texted me on my birthday. I did, but nice. we didn't speak. We didn't so speak. I didn't know exactly no. how you were doing. No, it was very nice. Uh, here's the thing. People Darling. write incredible comments about this show. They do. They do. they do. I don't know if you realize this. You know, people, this is all people want is they want reviews and blah, blah, blah on their Apple. And our reviews are actually incredible, top of the charts, amazing, could be put in a coffee table book. I mean, our people write the best reviews of anyone. Oh, and yeah, even when beautiful. it's a line, whether it's a line or whether it's a paragraph, we have the best fan slash reviewers out there. That's what I want to say. Yes, that's right. And we have been remiss in not sharing enough of them. 
And if we want people to read them, to write them, then we have to read them. It's that simple. That's how it goes. So I'm going to have you read a couple of these incredible comments. And I want to remind people once again, if you're living, let's say, in a cardboard box or, <laughs> you know, with your parents or whatever, absolutely no judgment. No. But you want to support, you want to support the show, the free feed? Mm. A way that you can support the free feed is by pressing five stars about 400 million times on your device. Anytime you think, I wish I had something to do, or you take a breath, or you wish you were having a cigarette, or something like that. Sure, sure. You can just press five stars on a podcast. How that can be a new, it, that can be the new palette. And write a review if you're feeling extra, extra, you know, supportive. And we by would, the way, for the it price makes of- all the difference for the show. For the, the price of Rana and I splitting one cup, you buying Rana and I one coffee to split once a month, you can go to patreon.com slash Shaskrana and be absolutely, we're giving you full apps. And I'm embarrassed to say you're getting four episodes. I am embarrassed true, to say it. And, and I keep saying it's going to change and it is going to change. Yeah. But I will tell you what did change, which ahead, is Rana. actually incredibly exciting. Yes, this is exciting. So we were asked by Patreon as one of their top, 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 most incredibly important VIP influences, mm. and I actually mean that, to join yeah. the beta test of their lounges. They're calling this Which lounges. Which is so sort of like say, a Discord, but on Patreon. It's Yes, it's a message board. Right. You can go on there. You can talk about the show. Something they love to do on Patreon is they've been looking for a space to discuss the free feed, as well as the Patreon. And so they're in there talking about the free feed. They're in there talking about the Patreon. But now there's a function where you can direct message each other inside the lounge. But I will tell people this. The lounge is currently only available on the Patreon app. Got it. So if you're looking for it, there's like a tab on the app. Okay. But it's, it's going crazy. People are loving it. And I know that there are a lot of people who really wish they had a space to discuss the show. Yes. I don't know why they wouldn't go here, patreon.com slash askrana. One-stop shop. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Instead of going so to a million read, different places to do this. Uh, okay. A million. You know, can you believe we used to have cable and everyone got so excited to cut the cord and get rid of cable. And now all we do is pay everybody a million dollars and five, one dollar, one dollar, one dollar, one dollar. I wish On the other I hand, know. this is everybody's favorite show. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't either. I just don't. I do look very glassy-eyed today. Okay, here we go. Do you read these reviews? And then we have maybe one of my favorite people on the planet. Me too, actually. I mean, this is a new person for me to know, new-ish. And while you're reading, I'm going to adjust my lights if I get this light to work. Do anything you want, Angel. You got it. Emily M987 says, Ask Rana Heals All Wounds. I just woke up from a dream in which Rana did a Barbara Walter-style explosive interview with the British royal family, and now I can't believe it isn't real. Maybe while Juan and Brian are in London, they'll fit it fit it in. I turn to ask Rana for insight on life and luxury, so surely that can help mend the relationship between William and Harry. Proud chip and listener from the beginning. Wonderful, Emily. I wish I would have read that better. I'm like on a weird delay. Shame Art, like, on you. What'd you say? Shame on you. How dare you, Rana? You know what? I do what I can for my children in my home, and I don't ask me anything more than that. Art like bread. <laughs> How could this be? Rana, please don't be mad at me, but I was certain I had already rated the podcast, but I hadn't. Better late than never. Here are five stars. Long overdue. Give me a break. 
Well, thank that's you. That's very fake. In. That's a fake thing. That's when, like, when people say, "I don't know how I missed your text." Oh my god, completely. And the answer is you didn't, but that's okay. We're all going to accept it as a possibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't mean it was malicious. It means you forgot to respond. Is what it really means. Or you just didn't want to respond t- right then. You know? Yes, but that or then you and then you forgot or whatever. But some yeah. people take that very, very seriously. Very seriously. Yeah. yeah. Stas said, "Hilarious and helpful. This podcast is perfect. The Glickman Safi team is undefeated when it comes to advice, and the recommendations of various products makes me feel like I have a personal shopper. Honestly, this pod is hilarious and more touching than you'd ever expect." Oh, touch I see. Me, like, touch me. I want to feel your body. Your heartbeat next to mine. mine. Ron. Touch me. Touch me now. I want to feel that when, Yeah, something like Samantha that. Fo- Who's that? Samantha Fox or somebody it else? It had to have been her yeah. or I, I don't even know who else it could have been. I have think to it was Samantha Fox. Me. Yeah. Bravo expose, maybe. Bravo and five stars only. Wonderful. Now, Rana, we got a wonderful comment about the live show in addition to all the ones we've already read. Ah, I'm listening. Samantha Dear, Fox, yes. It was, it was, it was. the name oh, of the album as well, yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Self-titled, self-titled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Ron and Brian, Epo- thank you. Eponymous. Eponymous, eponymous. Samantha Fox's <laughs> eponymous album. <laughs> Dear Ron and Brian, thank you so much for your wonderful live show last week. I loved every minute of it, even if we did mm. cringe through some of the audience questions. We all cringed together, Dia. I'm doubly grateful for your performance because I brought my partner with me who isn't a regular listener. He's been depressed for a month, which is very unlike him, and we were at a loss over how to manage it. He's English, and therapy won't be an easy step to take. But after laughing through your show, he seems to be so much better. We obviously still needed to get him some help, but in the meantime, maybe laughter has been the best medicine. That, or he just has a little clarity on how good his life is now that he knows the true horrors. Having a housemate who doesn't want to turn off the light switch. (laughs) Ingratitude, Catherine. Uh. Oh, and I obviously follow you. And then she puts her Insta handle. Wonderful. Now, this next comment comes from someone I already gave advice to about this run. Um, In a personal relationship with someone who's having some boy trouble. I said, Rana always says, watch the meat. Just watch. If you want to get out of a relationship... (laughs) Watch yes. them eat slowly and constant, but really concentrate while they're eating. It's, yeah. And I think you even said a salad, dear. I'm sure, <laughs> dear Ron and Brian. Just wanted to say how much I love your podcast and all you do. There have been a couple episodes where Rana has shared her advice that a way to get over a person is to watch them eat a salad. Well, this is very true advice. I had to share that I've watched my husband eat eat a salad, and he eats them beautifully. We mm. often listen to your podcast together in the car, and every time you give this advice, we have a chuckle because at the start of the pandemic, in addition to listening to your show and becoming chips, my husband and I took online etiquette courses oh. with the instructor, where the instructor, Mike Shore, glowingly the- spoke of your podcast. No. That sentence made Which, no sense. But they use they use the person that Mike Shore talked about. I think that's why with the instructor Mike Shore glowingly spoke of on your podcast. You're right. The instructor was uh-huh. not Mike Shore. We really enjoyed the classes. But he it could have us, been. He's a man, he and or it could have been his daughter or his son who they made take etiquette classes. Mike Shore's right on that WGA committee fighting for our fighting yeah. for our rights. Oh, God bless him. Oh, he's, he's terrific. Always on the vanguard. It's so true. Of justice in comedy. And and etiquette. 
Yeah. We really enjoyed the classes. It made us feel civilized during a crazy time. After the classes, I mentioned to him that the thing I struggled with the most was salad. And to my surprise, he booked a salad lesson last year with our etiquette coach. And since then, we've been practicing. I'm so obsessed. Repeat the line, salad lesson. To my surprise, he booked a salad lesson last year with our etiquette coach. And since then, we've been practicing. Now, whenever that piece of advice comes up on your show, we look at each other. I love it. Whenever that piece of advice up comes up on your show, we look at each other and laugh because you are so right. It is the hardest thing to eat politely. I got to say, okay, I'll finish this and then say it. Thanks again for all the joint sophistication you brought into our lives these last three years, Julia. Now, I have to be honest with you. Oh, and by the way, Julia yeah. is a proud chip uh, and, and an Askarana Social Club member with a very early number, number 20. God bless. I, I know who this is. She engages with us a lot. If it's I have to I tell you. It is. I don't know any other podcast that would take etiquette classes based on a recommendation that podcast gave them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's sh- it's so incredible. We have the best fans. I was just saying it. They read the best reviews. They're the be- They're the most engaged. We had, I hate to do this here, but I'll do it again. We had such a blast. So Brian's birthday was last weekend. And yes. on the night before, previous, we did, we had to do normally. Now, I should have oh t- announced this. Kiki. It's a good time to announce this. Yeah. We're going to do the Kiki every, the gonna. We're going to do the Kiki <laughs> the last Sunday of every month. That is when it's going to be. Because That's we had, right. we previously, we had been announcing it sort of willy nilly. It's going to be the last Sunday of every month, unless it happens to be. Uh, Christmas or Halloween or something, but right. it's going to be the last Sunday of every month. So that's the first thing I want to tell people who have been saying, I want to join, but I don't know my, I need to know my schedule or whatever it is. But we had it on the Saturday because it was the other national holiday, Brian's birthday on the God Sunday this year. Baby. And that's why we were waiting to go to a regular schedule after Brian's birthday. But we did Akiki on Saturday night. We did the two, we did the fruit period spritz period. Uh, and I will say, the drink was so delicious. I had been waiting to use Chinola. I love passion fruit liqueur, but only when it's done well. And I had I'd never had passion fruit liqueur, and it was gorgeous. Wasn't it, wasn't it gorgeous? Gorgeous. Bright, tangy, tart, but somehow sweet. I mean, just such an elect- electrifying and exciting taste, passion fruit, when yes. it's done well. Yes. And, and this, was, this was done was very well. Terrific. Yeah. So I will say we had, and we had, and we had an absolute blast. I mean, it was funny. A blast, funny. and you could, you could put your own fruit in it, and it was really just white wine, this gorgeous yeah. liqueur, some fruit, and uh, sparkling water, Soda and water. it also came with a gorgeous vessel if you wanted to make it batch. If you wanted to make a batch, batch cocktails, if you're having a party, you could do that too. August will be a white party. We do our white party in August, right before right. Labor Day every right. year. So we're doing that. Uh, but people can do a one-off box if they want to, if they don't feel like committing to the full three months immediately, I have to say that. And just to say that they can join that, the, our Instagram, AI Social Club, and they can see all the recipes and all the drinks that we've done for the last however many months, 14, you know, 13 or 14 months. And they'll just see what they're missing is what I'll say about that. That's it. But our guest is here now. Ah. Uh- I'm so, this is going to be a fun one. I love this guy. So we're going to have to let this terrific person in now. Let's do it, Ron. Uh, without further ado, Mike Dupree Sweeney. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hi. Now, everyone in nearly every corner of the world knows that I use Nutrafol, and so should you. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? Well, if you're among them, guess what? You're not alone because it's completely normal, okay? Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Now, I am not a woman, okay? However, I do know for a factamundo that Nutrafol has specific formulas for specific people because the way hair can thin is different for men and women. Look, it could be stress, okay? It could be you're just exhausted. You're not who knows? Multiple things can cause it. It's not just one thing. It's not just genetics that can do it. So if you're tired of dealing with any hair, Nutrafol is here to help. Their hair growth supplements use drug-free ingredients to target root causes of thinning hair and promote healthy hair growth. Now, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician-formulated using drug-free, science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. So go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. You can identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will also give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole-body health approach. Okay? Why not? Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism, through whole body health. Plus, they have a vegan formula. Excuse me. And best of all, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol's offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code BRIAN, that's B-R-Y-A-N. So find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BRIAN. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code BRIAN. Now, wait a minute. Oh my God. I oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were going to clap on three. <sighs> I started mine before you did the countdown. I'm sorry. It's a. No, I understand. You're a pro. It doesn't who matter are... now, Mike. It doesn't who matter argue? now, Mike. I think no. Dante will agree Mike, that my way do... was more professional. It okay. doesn't are you recording, matter. Mike? I am what recording. is the god? Okay, what is good. the goddamn clap? This is doing not. Anyway? This is not. This is what not. What is the goddamn clap? Not really, do how we normally anyway. start the show? No, it isn't. Uh, and I was all ready to give you a nice big intro, and, and I, I don't feel it. like it now. I'll be honest. I, that's I don't. fine. Well, then my plan worked. I had Here, a big. I'll do it quickly. I had a big wind up for you, and I now. Bet. All this is is mischief, and I already know how this is going to go. Brian, you can introduce him. Today we have Mike Sweeney, who is an American former Major League Baseball player. He was a designated hitter in first baseman. He played his first 13 seasons in the majors with the Kansas City Royals, first as catcher, then his first base, and designated hitter. So that's who we have today. However... I, I, you're be. leaving out some of my stats, but, fine, but that's okay. Fine. We actually have... A different Mike Sweeney, the better Mike Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, sure. Who was the head writer of Late Night with Conan O'Brien. 
The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Conan. Conan without borders. He's written for the Emmys, the Grammys, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Can I say that you are you've written for David Letterman uh, on his Netflix stuff? Can I say that? Uh, uh, yeah. All right, there I did it. I said it. This for guy one, is a comedy his- icon. Mike <laughs> Sweeney. More importantly, this is the man that captured the hat of Cynthia Dupree Sweeney all those that's years right. ago. That's right. More importantly, that's right. He's a Dupree yeah. Sweeney. Well, I don't want to give he, uh, Cynthia, Mike Dupree. Uh, I do want to correct Brian on he Googled Mike Sweeney, the baseball player, but he failed to Google uh, the definition of icon. So you're one for two. Uh, <laughs> yes, baseball I, talk. I, I am married to, to the wonderful Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. I'll talk to, about her for hours. Let's do it. Do you all ever plagiarize off each other for your own no. benefits? Okay. Oh, my God. Uh ah, Good God. No, she writes She almost prose. never she lets him read anything. Yeah, but she also, she doesn't really let you lead it, read anything till near the end. Isn't that right? Um, it No, that's not true. Like, yeah. she's working on a new book, and I'm, uh, I've am i read, uh, I'm up to speed on it. So Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Do you all do it in, in my head? Yes. In this little pea brain? Yeah. What I imagine is that you two are. <laughs> In bed, like like yeah. propped up in bed with uh-huh. each of your lamps on, maybe your readers, mm-hmm. and you're reading each other's pages and then giving notes and then a kiss goodnight, and then you wake up and breakfast is somehow miraculously made already. We we do kiss goodnight. That was correct. And we oh, okay. wake up. The, <laughs> the rest of it, no. No, no. All right. No, no. Uh, and Rana's right. She, like, um, it depends what she's working on, but but this new book, she wrote- a certain amount of pages to send mm-hmm. to her publisher. And she, I was delighted when she asked me to, to read them before uh, she sent them. And it, it's her best, best book yet by far. I love it. She says well, a lot. Please. Yeah. I mean, Mike, what a thing to say. People are so in love with their other two books. You're going to sit here yes. and make them feel like fools for enjoying them. I, that's, that's my uh, goal and be so angry <laughs> that, <laughs> they're they're done with feel so angry yeah, they have to run out and buy the next one. Right, right. No, right. this is I can't wait for this. It is a I I mean I won't say I know a little bit about what it's about, and that's all I'll say. And I'm mm-hmm. I am counting the moments till I get to die. Excuse into me. This. Excuse me. Oh, still here. Last I checked, we don't have <laughs> Cynthia Dupree Sweeney on this show. Right. Okay? Thank you. First of yeah, all, second of all, I have her. a pending mail fraud case against her. Guys, look, I saw Barbie. I know where my <laughs> position is in all this. So <laughs> I have not Good. seen Barbie yet. Really? Brian, have you? I did. I saw it. Uh, la- yeah, I guess last week, like last Monday or something. I, I did. See. Yeah, I, I haven't did the seen Barbie, and I ha- I haven't seen Barbenheimer. I, haven't I saw seen Barbenheimer. What Oppenheimer yet? Yeah. I'm seeing Oppenheimer on Saturday. Oh, exciting. Yeah, well, I read a cool book about just about uh, Los Alamos and just the history of of how that Well, and your father came. worked at Los Alamos. Are we going to uh, leave that? Wow, out? really? You know that he he worked uh Did at he not? Once well, Los when Alamos Once they said, "Hey, these atomic bombs are fun. Let's build thousands of them." They kind of moved things down the hill down towards Albuquerque. So he worked at a base down there as a doctor as a, and was dealing, I think, studying the effects of radiation on people and animals and cameras. Wow. <laughs> so he did that for about a year. 
and, huh. and well, you have to do what the Ami tells you to do. And he was there long enough to radiate yeah. his sperm, and then he had me. Sure, sure. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Dad. Uh, listen to me, Mike. Yes, I could talk about you all day, but I really don't want to. What I really want to do is get to the advice because that's why people come watch this show or listen to this yes. show or listen with one ear while they're cooking or whatever it is that they do. I do have one more personal question. Oh, okay, yes. okay never mind. Thank you, Brian. Mostly just, because I've never asked you in real life about your history with Conan, was this the sort of, when you got, Ron I don't know, I mean, Conan's basically your other life partner, I think. Well, now I'm listening again because I'm interested again. Well, I wanted to know how, was this truly like you up, applied for this job or had a meeting set up or he saw you doing stand-up or something? How did this start and how is how have oh. you stayed together this long? Oh, it was a long- the- Still together. They were just on a beach holiday together this weekend. He that's what I mean. They're like, we're it's walking like his, the, on the other beach person. Together, holding that's, hands. that's right. Were you we're holding in, hands or not holding hands on the beach? We, we were in Bermuda together. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the, the story of how we- I, I, they were not. They were not in Bermuda, muted together. That's a uh, no, joke. no, no. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. We, you know what? I submitted to be a writer when the show started. They bought one of my ideas, but they they were staffed. And then I got hired a year and a half later to do the audience warm up and for the show. And then because uh, Mike is a stand again. up, yes, right, stand up continues. Yeah. So and then I submitted again to be a writer, and I got hired. Because uh, I think you know they wanted to keep me around to do the warm up, and that was it. That's how I started, and that was 1995. And so, did you all just instantly click? The year or... Brian was born. That's right. Uh, that's right. That's right, Brian. I'll explain <laughs> what network television is to you on the next in the next hour. But uh, yeah, no, um, no, no. I was terrified when I started there. You right. Know, it's very scary to go into an existing team. And you're trying to fit in and and learn and and yeah, I mean Conan loves writers. He he started out as a writer, so he right. really loved. I, and it was very tight. It's always been a very tight group. So there's, I think, always been a strong camaraderie between him and and the writer team. I mean, we've had him on, and you must know that. I right. Mean, I think a good indication that someone's really cool is that people people want to continue to work together for that long. You yeah. Know? Yes. No. That is a good. That's a good sign. I know. Yeah. We're always like, when someone leaves, we're like, wait, what? What happened? Is this court ordered? Why are they leaving? Right. <laughs> so, and well, what about yeah. your podcast that you do about the show, Mike? Oh yeah, I do. Uh, it's called Inside Conan, and I do it with Jesse Gaskell, who's a great. Uh, Hilarious writer. I love dear friend of dear friend of Brian. She's wonderful. Yes, she's the, she's the best. So I look, yeah. and we we just talk about we have guests on who've been on the show on Conan's shows or had had to connected to his career over the years. So it's very another incestuous podcast. Got it. Uh, parasitic, I would say. And um, you are still fun. opening for Ron DeSantis at his still stumping. Well, that yes, his, of course. Okay, okay I, just making sure. I, I talked him into running for president. I, well, it's going great. I oh, just there was thought, such a terrific <laughs> clip of Ron DeSantis. Brian, I'm so sorry I meant to send this to you because I know you. I know you have Ron DeSantis shared album with a few other people. And you well, I have to tell you, he's so sexy. He is sexy, well, but it's and he's very funny. difficult. And he's part of what funny. makes him sexy. Is he's funny. He's so and funny. He, there was a, there was a moment where he was on the trail somewhere, and he's. <laughs> And he was trying to be a person that knew how to talk to people. (laughs) It is. You do see the effort in his eyes, by the way. And there was a child there eating something. And he said, 
is that your ice cream? Is that your lollipop? Something like that. The oh, kid said, boy. yes. He said, a lot of sugar. <laughs> oh, my God. He's great. He it is. was incredible. But then when you meet his wife, who is just, I mean, if Catherine she's Zeta-Jones doesn't play spine. her in a movie. Yeah, she is I mean, chilling. you know, she's just like a sexy cat, his wife. You know, she was so, you couldn't I, look away. You know, I've she only, was just I've so only... incredibly engaging. I've never seen, they were trying to do a thing where she was coming out and being the, you know, being the the warm up, right. I suppose, is the way right. to put it. That right. She was oh, she's so cozy and fun, and everyone loves her. And now let's bring so her on. So down to earth. She so down was home. Was terrifying. Yeah, I mean Nothing it's AI. Short of terrifying. Yeah. And Ron yeah. warns her like, "Don't do my sugar line before I get out." That's my <laughs> a lot of sugar. It's I ask was, about the sugar. It was line. in fairness to him. It was a reflexive comment. He was try. He was not trying right, to right, be right. funny. He, he just said a lot of sugar. No, he was about to call the kid fat. I think. I think he's sexiest in those naval, navy whites, his oh, uniform. Yeah. His he should wear that uniform. all the time. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I couldn't agree yeah. more. That's the With the go. white tap shoes. Oh, uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, that's sort of what they look like. Anyway, we better, Brian, I forgot we better get started because somebody wrote a very strong comment about the fact that we talked to Connor Ratliff for too long before oh, the boy. advice started. And oh, shit. Very, All right, well, we got to go Very oh. upset. Somebody so said, I'm punished wrote, because of please keep, Please keep it to 24 minutes and under. Thank you. Something like that. So, Jeez. All right, know, well, one, here we go When then. one person wants the show a certain way, that's how you have to do it from then Maybe on. They, they didn't like his eyes. Okay, are you ready, uh, Mike? Dead now eyes. I'm Dead ready. Eyes. All right, here we go, Mike. Question number one. Mm. Now, Rana, buckle up for this first sentence, and I don't want to oh, see any wait. facial expressions or any reaction from you. Okay. Oh, I wish I had enough Botox to to not make a facial reaction. We'll talk to Ron DeSantis. If anyone knows, or Ron DeSantis for that matter. If anyone knows anyone good in London, let me know. <laughs> Dear. Rana, Brian, and my fabulous guest. Correct. I am a cis queer woman in a hetero marriage. Mm. And my husband husband is the one who introduced me to your show. Oh, that's why I'm not allowed to make a face? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you see this, Mike? They're so bigoted against me because because I'm a cis queer woman in a hetero relationship. You are. That's why that's what made it that was what was so funny to him. Well, first of all, the relationship you're talking about is technically hetero, Rana, but I am I am also gay. So I assume you meant me. Well, we're in a hetero relationship because you're a boy and I'm a girl. Isn't that how it works? That's exactly right. Right. So I'm a cis queer personally. Okay. I don't know where the queer is coming in. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm my own me. You don't know what I get up to, but I'm. You're right. That's true too. But I'm my own me. So I'm just queer in that way. Right. I understand. Yeah. He's been the husband's been my husband's been listening for years, and the moment I heard you, I was hooked. We're both from Boston. Or rather, huh. he's from Needham and I'm from Dorchester. Okay. Well, you are hilarious. You are hilarious. I adore you and you remind me of my home. Brian, you are a dream and your guests are amazing. Okay. Ronica, what is he three the three sentences? <laughs> are you the booker? I didn't know you were the booker. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Further, I l- love how much you love your Jewish culture. I am yeah. reading a book called Jewish Pirates of the Caribbean by Edward Kitzler. Perhaps you've heard of it. I haven't, but I'm adding it to my list. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot to tell both of you, I went into Daunt Books yesterday, and I hadn't bought any books in a while. And uh, here's what I came home with, and this will surprise just about nobody. Hold it up a little bit. Is that Jonathan Franzen? Oh, no. 
the escape artist, uh-huh. Nazi billionaire. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Rana, you do. You've you've definitely got your sense. The story of, the of Russia, uh, the escape artist, and Nazi billionaires. The dark history of Germany's wealthiest dynasties. Okay. Anyway, go on. That's information I'm not sure I want. I'm going to find out that they own a bunch of the hotels that I like to stay at or something like that. But I feel like they're writing books about Nazis to try to keep up with you. It's working. Good. It's clickbait for me. No (laughs) question. Yeah. (laughs) I also feel like when you write title something Nazi billionaire and then write the dark history, I feel like maybe that's redundant. I think the fact that you have Nazi in your title, yeah, we all you, know it. Yeah, that's true. You could just say Nazi. <laughs> Must have been pretty it's bad. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Okay. I'll just call it the billionaire. The billionaire. Mike, remind me when you yes. come to London to see me, we have yes. a super fan, a fabulous super fan who works okay. at Westminster Abbey. Oh. And he has offered us a behind-the-scenes tour, and I thought we might like to do that when you're uh, here. I would love that. Yeah, that's your sort of thing. Behind the scenes, it was. Mike and I went to the Vatican Gardens together. It doesn't we matter. Did. did they tell us to clear out because the two po- second pope had to go for his daily constitutional? They should Benedict did. Pope Benedict. Yeah. We had yeah. to, we had to move. We saw where they had. Well, wasn't he basically up. under house arrest? Isn't that oh, sort of? Yes, it was all a euphemism yes. for house arrest. <laughs> well, we said, why can't he go anywhere? And they said, well. We, we said, where did he want to go? Back to Germany, to his old town. He wanted no, to say goodbye, bye to everybody. And we said, well. Why can't he go? And they said, well, if he goes there, he'll want to go somewhere else. Right. It's a slippery and slope. End, and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> they kind of have two, they kind of have people praying at two altars. You know? Certainly not. Yeah. In any event, I embrace my Jewish culture, blah, blah, go on. I am a new mom and it has been challenging. This isn't the letter. This is just me talking. Mm. I met a mom. Did you, who- get a new gold, did you get a new goldfish for your birthday? <laughs> I did, and I have to say, it is it is needy. Nonstop. You have to read it, feed it once oh every four it's days. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. And I see the judgment in its eyes, and I crumble. <laughs> I'm a new mom, and it's been challenging. I met a mom whom we'll call Veronica, who has a similar background as me. Our moms are dead. We've had issues with abuse in our pasts. I have PTSD, okay. and she has self-declared PTSD. Okay. okay. I met her and she's amazing and talented. Our daughters are two months apart. Veronica sits in her favorite chair. She sits very quiet and still. Yes, go on, dear. Sorry. Rana. Wow. What song is that? Elvis Veronica, Costello. Veronica. By Elvis Costello. Okay. Yeah. Our daughters are two months apart and we were able to support each other. Motherhood's hard, as you may remember. Motherhood Bailey. was particularly not, difficult. It, yeah. Barely, right. Well, you have well, a baby barely, yeah. right now, Rana. Co-written yes, with it, Paul McCartney. Yes. Just, but, oh, was it really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Motherhood was particularly difficult with my mental health stuff. After much cajoling, my husband got me to seek real professional help and get on medication. I didn't know how badly I was struggling until then. My challenge is that my friend's making some choices I don't agree with. I don't want to judge her or tell her what to do, but now I don't know how to maintain our friendship without butting in. Hmm. She wrote it B-U-D-D-I-N-G, okay? But then said- B-U-D-D-I-N-G. Yes, without butting in. Excuse me. For instance, she was pregnant by a guy who turned out to have a Coke addiction, and he hit her while she was pregnant. Jesus. She left that relationship. It's awful. She left that that relationship immediately, but I'm sure she's still traumatized by it. I invited her to go to Al-Anon with me. She was so excited to go, but never went. So I didn't push. 
She, like I, was prescribed meds for postpartum depression, but she refused them, as I did initially. Mm -hmm. She knows I'm on them now. She knows they've changed my life for the better. Her mm -hmm. life is chaos. She won't get adequate childcare. She just quit her job. I was helping out with her daughter for a while. She's trying to hire a nanny, but she can't afford it. Her apartment's located in the most expensive part of town. She refuses to try daycare, and I mentioned Turing a daycare could be helpful, but... Oh, wow, curing, this is uh, so much information. I know. She has yeah. panic attacks at the dentist. I'm not judging. My life was in chaos, and I made similar choices until I started getting help. My tendency is, because I am the first in my family to graduate college or even high school, my tendency is to try to share what I have. My thinking is my life was shit and it's really turned around. These are the things I've done. Okay. I know that doesn't work for everybody. So you have guilt about having good things in your life. You have guilt about uh, what you deserve. And so that's why you always have to give away a piece of your thing. Now, Mike, this won't make any sense to you, but it's a little bit Whitney on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and that she makes a discovery and then believes like everyone should make it with her. Okay. I'm with Again, you. Well, Mike's that. wife does watch Real Housewives of Salt yes. Lake City. Okay. So Mike I, might actually know who Whitney is. Um, I know one she's of them the, is in jail. She's the blonde That's one. right. That's right. Whitney's <laughs> the blonde one with the with the with the voice, the sort of baby voice. Right. I owe yeah. her. She's yeah. a troublemaker, right? She can be, yes. Yeah. I don't but trust her. But she doesn't, she doesn't I, I, sound... No, you might be thinking of Heather. Uh, well, I, it depends on who you ask, Rana. They're cousins. You know what? I'm thinking of all of them on every, yeah, every that's fair. city. They're that's all, fair. They're all troublemakers. All yeah. trouble. Whitney I, has a stripper pole in her house. Does that sound familiar? That That sounds familiar for my house. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Go on. Again, I am reserving my judgment. As is, it doesn't sound of, like you are, but go on, yeah. I'm full of judgment, but I'm trying to keep that my business. I'm not interested in telling her how to live her life, but how do I oh, maintain yeah. this friendship okay. otherwise? Maybe I should just lay my thoughts out and see what happens. Please don't use my name, even though my husband will absolutely recognize me. Let's nice see listens with great with great adoration. Rags to riches, mom. By the way, she throws that in. Rags the she didn't to even riches. tell us. She didn't tell us anything about that. Rags to riches. What does that have to? What does that mean? Yeah. Well, I guess she she got her came up in the world. I don't know. Or she likes that song. I don't know. She might. Mike, mm. what do you? Rags what do you? Have you ever, it's a real singing day for me today, Mike. <laughs> you really are very musical. I, you are. You've been singing a lot lately. I love it. Mike, Mike what do you what think, do you about think? This? Yeah. Do you do you think how many times can you tell a friend? They should change their stuff before it's offensive. Well, I've never ever done that. I mean, I don't. Okay. Yeah. I usually just disappear, and yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how I deal with it. Now, I, that's not a healthy way to handle sure. it. Sure. Um, uh, PTSD. Uh, I don't know. I you know if the friend brings things up, and there's an opening to talk about these issues, that's a nice natural way to do it. I, but if you bring it up, it, it's very hard for the friend to not immediately get very defensive. Sure. That is true. I don't want you to think I've been judging your life this whole time. It's just that right. I have. And here's a right. list of things I don't like about it. Right, right, right. I mean, when someone says to you out of the blue, I just wanted to talk to you about something, they're basically saying, I've been watching you and I've been keeping right. notes and I've been tailing you. And I wanted you to know that I don't like anything that you're doing and I think it's your fault. <laughs> See, I would love to have a friend like that and, and not fix a thing because when I'm done, when I leave them, I feel better about myself. And that can last me till the next time I see them. 
because I'm like, well, I think I'm bad. This she's really a mess. But if she wants to fix her, uh, I I'm not. Yeah, that's. Does she want to fix her, or does she want to fix everyone? She I, well, that's that's a very good question. Like, does she do this with everyone? Um, although it sounds like she gets along with her husband. She didn't mention any problems here. Well, he she? was fixed already. He came from Needham. <laughs> okay. What happened uh, to Needham? Uh, Needham's yeah. nice. It, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. He was already know, fixed. He doesn't I have only, any problems. Rags to riches. She thinks poor people. She's She doesn't come from a lot of money, but yet she's judging people in that circumstance. Right, right. And, she, and even though rich people can behave terribly and have just as many problems, she thinks that makes it, there's a little gloss over it with, with the money. But the question is, well, here's the first thing I'll I, say. I, I mean, You're, one thing I'd say is she can, yeah. if she, there's similar issues, maybe she could talk about her own issues with it. And then when the friend brings it up, um, the, then she, there's an opening there to naturally talk about it. And then she could, this that, woman has absolutely already said to her friend, you know, I was feeling the same way. And then I started taking Lexpro. Now I feel great. There's no question. Right, they've already had right, that conversation. Right, right. Okay. Okay. You, you say know what, Brent? though? A, a so, nice, oh, yes, I would say that. And I would say sometimes a nice opener to these conversations is just like, hey, how are you? What's going on with your life? Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you seem, you know, you seem, I just want to check in. You seem a little sad or something like that. I don't know. To where this, it opens up this woman being like, oh my God, thank you for saying that. And then maybe as this woman gives you details, you could say like, but I don't even know what you could tell her because it sounds like you've told her. You should maybe talk to somebody. You should maybe get help. I hope she's told her, don't ever go to the dentist again. I hope she's <laughs> But no I don't question. know. I mean, I don't know how many times you have to tell somebody something. Usually once is enough, but I don't know. But why are you telling her? The answer is, in a weird way, it's interesting that Al-Anon is part of this. And I want you two to tell me if I'm totally off base, Honestly because this is more like a shtetl moment that I'm having, but you may say to me, this is unfair. What you're saying is unfair. I mean this very seriously. Think about whether you think this analogy is unfair. This almost sounds to me like two people that were drinking together or doing drugs together, and then one of them gets sober, and they want everyone to be on their timeline. Whitney. And so you can you can replace drinking or drugs or whatever with disordered thinking or postpartum depression or what or whatever the things were that our friend and letter writer, whom I have real sympathy for. Obviously, she's saying she's got diagnosed PTSD. I don't want to make it sound like this is I, I'm not trying to say any of thing, these things are your fault. What I'm saying is First thing I'm saying is congratulations. You've pulled, you have worked no, hard. Yeah, that's You've not done easy. the work and you have pulled yourself out of that circumstance. And that is where all of this is born from. You wanting to say, I've done it. I'm living proof. I want to show you how to do it. That which is totally admirable and understandable. But it's totally not something anyone asked for. And it's totally something that if someone had tried to do it to you, you would have said, thanks for nothing. I don't need... I don't, what, what are you saying? What do you, you know, if you weren't in the space to receive or hear that information. And so to me, this almost sounds like that when one person gets sober and then they try to get everybody else sober and people do these things on their timelines. 
And I think that's all mixed up into the sort of bullet blender of the fact that you two had kids at the same time, which is an incredibly emotional, important, uh, touchy time in one's life. And that you feel bonded over that incredibly beautiful, wonderful experience. And you may have your signals a little crossed about what a friend is. Meaning she may really just be a mom friend. She may be a person that you had this incredible experience with, but that isn't going to be a lifelong friend for you and that you shared this time. And now everybody sort of has to go their own ways and do whatever they're doing. Does that seem harsh or unfair? That doesn't seem harsh at all. And I do think when you have a child and especially little kids, people do, other parents do come in and out of your life um, quite frequently. I mean, that's a common occurrence. So yeah, maybe she, she shouldn't put so much, doesn't need to put so much energy into this relationship when she has so many qualms about this other person. And when she has her own family with a small child and a new mm -hmm. husband and everything else, put your energy into your family, keeping yourself happy and, Mm -hmm. and the happiness of your family. And that doesn't mean you have to turn your back on people that need help in this world, but this is not a person that has actually asked for your help. Right. And she may actually be a bit toxic if she's a person that's so chaotic all the time. And And I think this, yes, please. No, no, you go, go ahead. No, all I was going to say was it. It this person also doesn't seem like they don't know how to get out of situations. She has something horrible happened to her, and she left this guy and did not go back. You know what I mean? Like that in itself can be an accomplishment with someone who mm-hmm. is drowning. You've already asked her to go to Al-Anon with you. That's a big ask, uh, and it's it's a nice one, but she knows that you would be there for her if you needed her. Sort of agree. I wouldn't let this woman affect your life any longer. Um, at a certain point, I think. Like I said before, she knew how to get herself out of a situation before. Sometimes people just like to complain. Sometimes the situations are real. Um, but I don't know. It, what works and for maybe one she's work just not all. on exactly she's not on your timeline. Right. It's not yeah. everyone's it's not all. gonna jump on your timeline just because right. you want them to. Right. And and it I, is timing in things like this. You know, there are so many factors in your life that lead to why you want to go to therapy or why you don't want to go to therapy or why you want to eat sugar, why you don't want to eat sugar, whatever it is, it's your own, these are your own, and I don't mean to oversimplify, I just mean we're all doing whatever we're doing on a daily basis based on the alchemy of our lives. And she is just not in the same place. You were in this incredibly beautiful place together, and now you're not in the same place anymore, would be Mm -hmm. my advice. And I bet your husband wants to send us a gift after this information, Brian. (laughs) And also everyone has different priorities in life. I mean, you mentioned that she's going through all this and still lives in a really expensive area. Um, She might prioritize things that, that you don't. And I think right now nothing feels better than nothing feels better than getting the help you need with any kind of mental health issue. I mean, really you, you want to sing it from a mountaintop when, when you're able to make a big step like that, but she just isn't there or maybe doesn't want to be. And it's okay if she wants to live in a nice place. If the rest of her life is garbage and she wants to live somewhere nice and that's what she, but you know, that's, I feel like you're saying she's living beyond her means and she's doing this and she's, you know, it's sort of none of your business. Yeah. That's living beyond your means. That's a hard one to truly suss out if you're on the outside looking at You don't know really the real, the real story there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember growing up, my mom's 
what seemed like her richest friend who lived in this mansion and drove all these cars every would every day was saying mm-hmm. how like oh my god we're on the brink of losing everything blah 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 mm-hmm. it cut to 40 years later and they're living mm-hmm. the same way so <laughs> right, that right. clearly you know what i mean people right. just sometimes talk yeah, or, um, yeah that was their way of kind of trying to downplay could be yeah yeah, their, yeah. Their probably is true actually yeah and, and i agree with what rana said like yeah if if it seems invasive almost if you try to kind of impose your all all the great things that ever happening for you on the, and trying to well that's that a very good point another too. person it may it's also be you know she may also not it may not feel great to hear you're in a great place and she's in a right. less great place well it yeah. sounds like bragging and and also ju- also tied in with judgment cuz there some of that so you know, I mean, unless the friend creates an opening where it's a natural conversation, it's it that's tough. And I, yeah, I agree with you about maybe she needs to just step back and be open to the idea that this is, you know, a temporary friendship. And I will say, like, you let a writer seem to know yourself pretty well. I mean, f- from the jump, you identified yourself as a cis queer woman in a hetero marriage, someone who identifies themselves that way probably knows who they are. It's a good indication that they might know who they are. And maybe not everyone's at that, at that mm-hmm. speed yet. Agree. And you're, you're going to, once your child's in school, you're going to meet all these. De- it's crazy. The, the number of other mothers and fathers you're going to be meeting in the next few years. So, uh, you know, don't, don't put too much, uh, too many eggs in, in one basket right now and just be, open to the next 18 years. Right. <laughs> and it's okay. Uh, it's okay to have had one, to have a great memory together. You don't have to devalue her or decide she doesn't count for you or you don't want her to be your friend anymore or whatever it is, just because this didn't work out. It could have just been a time in life. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. You know, that feeling that you get when you finally find, like, the thing you've been searching for on the internet? You've, like, this is absolutely me to a T, by the way. When I want something, I spend hours researching it, reading every review I could find from all of my notable sources. And then I go to purchase it after I've done all my research, and I get it in, like, two days or less. Okay? So convenient. Well, why can't you do that thing with a doctor. Why can't you get some doctor that is wonderfully reviewed and actually get an appointment? It like doesn't happen. Thankfully, now there's a way. It's called ZocDoc, a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews, many with appointments available within 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. Talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors, and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance and located near near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. Not bad. And by the way, to my point before, the average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. So if you're looking for like the perfect party cups for a birthday party you want to have, and you finally found them and they can get there in two days, you should be able to do something like that with your doctor. Okay? So go to ZocDoc.com slash AskRana and download the ZocDoc app for free. 
Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash askrana. ZocDoc.com slash askrana. If I needed this product, it's what I would use. Get it. Go for it. All right, I'm done talking now. Yeah. Brian, what's next? Well, Brana, technically you're the one reading oh, the next letter. Oh, God, here we go. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dear Rana, Brian, and v- oh, voluptuous, voluptuous guest, if mm-hmm. applicable. Uh, Mike Sweeney has a body for sin, I will tell you that. I'm feeling a little chesty today. You say that. You say that he rode. Uh, he swam from Alcatraz to. The, no. He swam the bay last year. By the way, I'm not even kidding. He's like super sporty. There you go. Super what sporty? Sporty. sporty. <laughs> I'm not sporty at all. Well, you're active. How about that? Super. I'm Mike, an, you I'm an swam. active senior. What go. was it like? I forgot to ask you. Was the water hmm. dirty? Uh, I guess I don't know. It's did uh, it feel dirty or did it just feel like no? The ocean? No, it was freezing. It was 61 degrees. So uh-huh. that's that was the main takeaway Oof. of the water. It was very cold. But you didn't a needle didn't float by or no, or a like foot. That. No. Yeah. That's that's yeah. more down in LA. Like there's warnings right now and and there's algae blooms that are driving right. seals insane and the seals are attacking swimmers in the bay. I love that by the that's way. That's what's Isn't making that them crazy. Yes. Yes. The, Are you they're, serious? They're, there's an algae bloom. The fish eat the algae bloom. The seals eat the fish, tainted fish, and that's driving seals insane. It's you know like that, the Roman Empire when they, they think that I, there was a mold on the wheat at the end of the Roman Empire that I, everybody went crazy. Ooh, I didn't I'm, know that. I'm going to agree yeah. with you. <laughs> I, I never heard that, but uh, sure. Like a hallucinogenic. But they right. do they really think that the yes. algae is what's making them... Agro or whatever. Yeah. I'd love it if this is the beginning of the fall of the U.S. Well, the end of the fall. Yes. Now, it's did you hear about very these? Firmly in the once middle, the seals go here. insane, yeah. it's yeah. these orcas that, okay, so I guess they discovered yeah. orcas oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Through, oh, yeah. through menopause. Did you see this? When I no. didn't know that. Oh, part. this is a new thing. So orcas the, go through menopause, they've discovered. And the when they go through menopause, the mothers essentially pick who will mate with their sons and fight off other women if they don't want them with their sons they also start catching food for their sons and by the way have nothing to do with their daughters (laughs) where did you read this just like it's like a big story the other day i think i read i saw it on like bbc or something well naomi was watching some orca movie the Uh, other night and she couldn't get over it she's watching it she was commentating on it in her stories was she oh i wish i could go back and see that some sort of orca documentary i love orcas you can go back and see it today because i saw it today on her oh good i will i'll go watch it Uh, okay let me read this question yes mike what were you going to say about the orcas Uh, just they're attacking spain yeah 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 but that that's what i thought well she's more like a bully that's fun though she has all these dumb guys doing her bidding gladys yeah yeah yeah. She's great. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And it's a Have different ways. way of dealing with orca It's more menopause. like a Pamela Smart story for, for, <laughs> for her. She's got That's two right. dumb guys to come to come kill a husband. That's right. Dear Ron and Brian and, voluptu- and voluptuous guest. Mm. Oh, yes. I found your podcast about a month ago. Oh, boy. This is a oh, fresh letter. What's wrong with that? And <laughs> since then, I have been gobsmacked. All uh-huh. caps. The English, that means, or trying too hard. Uh, 
by the hilarious <laughs> hot woman and slightly homophobic advice you give. I'm obviously joking. <laughs> I am. I think it's okay to say I'm a little homophobic. I think it's fine. Uh, what do you mean? We've been. I've been saying it since we started this podcast. <laughs> I am, of course, a CHIP member and an aspiring son of privileges holder. Okay, here it goes. My question: How can I stop being sad about my relationship with my sister changing due to her having a child soon, and instead be happy about becoming an aunt? For context, I am twenty-four and she's thirty-five. Oh, that's challenging because she Big probably death. was her. Well, she was probably like her her baby in a way. Right. Of course, I am ecstatic for her and she's been wanting to have a baby for as long as I can remember, but has had several health challenges along the way. At the same time, I can't help but feel so deeply lonely on the inside. Huh. So deeply lonely. That's intense. Because of our age difference, my sister was like a second mother to me. And while I joke about how I'm happy she finally has someone else to fixate on, which is Partially true. I also can't help but feel like I am losing both my sister and brother-in-law who have now become my best friends. Sure, there are other factors contributing to this feeling. I have just graduated with my master's and I am moving in with my partner in a different, unfamiliar state, which I know is going to be lonely at first, but still. I know their priorities are going to change as they should, and that our relationship is not a zero-sum thing, but I'm feeling grief, and it makes me feel like a bad sister. Hmm. What should I do? How do I reframe this so I don't feel like a lonely person who is nobody's priority, including your partner who you're moving in with? (laughs) I am trying, but it is really hard. I greatly appreciate your time and effort. Sincerely, Jackie, with a Y. With a Y. And then they gave us the Instagram name, don't share. P.S. I wasn't sure if I wasn't if I was wasn't going to send this. But then I listened to episode 122, which started with a letter from someone named Jacqueline. I knew it was a sign it was meant to be. Huh. I don't know if it was, but here we are. Kiss kiss. Huh. I I I have to say. Brian's Brian is about to get. Real mad, Mike. I'm just letting you know. Good. That's, kind of thing. That's, That's why I'm Mike, staying quiet. Mike, okay. Brian is not interested in people that don't want to grow up. So well, just get ready for that. That's not, you know what? That's only partially true. I am a little annoyed. I'm a little annoyed by that. However, I will say there is, after graduation from college is, mm. or maybe just early 20s in general, everything yeah. feels unsure. You don't, you mm. don't know what your, where your next dollar is coming from sometimes. Yeah. You're excited yeah. when you have $6 in the bank sometimes. I mean, it's scary, not to mention you're moving. Um, and you don't, that is the time in your life where you sort of wish, I mean, where you sort of feel, oh, fuck, I have to actually do this now. Like, I have to really grow up here and be an adult. Um, and that's scary. Not to mention you're moving uh, to a different place with someone. Not to mention, yeah, I don't know. I mean, living with someone when you're that age too is to me, but yeah. that's a separate issue. But they're all they're all part of the the sister relationship. I think moving away to another state. I think is you're right. maybe what because I think if she was still in proximity, she could focus on being an aunt. But now I think she feels maybe like she's not only getting cut away from her sister but cut away from this new part of her sister's life that is going to loom so large and she's going to feel left out in that situation 
But there is, I think you're right. And there is just a general sense, I think, at that age of like, oh, I can't be a baby anymore. I'm not the baby anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that that adds to that. Absolutely. I agree that there is something, your your sister's about to go through a major life change and you're not going to be there for it. That's scary. But but yeah, well, also- that is sort of yes, that's sort of the uh, the the probably major problem is that that will cause the fissure, as I'd like to say, Brian. I could not hear uh, the word more. Which the- <laughs> I think it's disgusting. Well, you don't you don't like fissure? Think- Good news well, because for you, to me, here what does it make you with, think of? They Let's call it a chasm. Cord. They're here with my chasm. extension cord. Chasm. That's good. Hold on. Okay, Mike. I'll discuss this with you while she's gone because she doesn't like me to talk about it. Uh, separating of the yes go ahead let's talk where's all i was gonna say she's just leaving no she's getting an extension cord oh i thought you when you disagree with the word she uses she just (laughs) storms off and off by the way i would be zero surprised but this is my question for you (laughs) yes we're on okay we're on family feud okay okay we're at the podium and he says steve harvey (laughs) says when i say fissure what's the first word you think of yeah yeah. Yes. So that's I, 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 well, you know. I mean, do, do you want me to answer that? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. no. Uh, See, and so it sounds painful. I get a visual. I don't like it. So that, and she says the word fissure to me on purpose. It's mm-hmm. always deliberate. Just to stoke your. You are already angry, and now she's trying well, to get you angry. Do I say it to you or? Oh my God! She heard that. You. I didn't know you heard any of that. <laughs> Do I say it to you or do I say it about you, you know? Do you call me Fissure behind my back? (laughs) The Fissure. You are the number one Fissure. I assume you've experienced one or two, which is where my homophobia is. How dare you, Rana? How dare you? I will say this in Rana's behalf, Mike, before we get back to the question. Yes. Rana has really, you know, how how the word queer, for instance, is sort of taking the power back from something used to be a slur. Of course. So we have tried to do the same with fruit. Yes, we really I know. we love calling people fruits, and I yes. love being a fruit. Yeah. So I will say, on the opposite of Rana's homophobic size, is she she wants to empower people. I'll say oh, that. No, too. no, you don't have to. No, 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 you don't have to tell the audience I'm not homophobic. It's I, okay. <laughs> I only. Hear I don't you. have any trouble with that at all. That's fine. I, you know, it, it, they can think whatever they want. I <laughs> no do, one thinks. I that. do. I do a lot. Of work for home for homophobes for homophobia for homo for homos what do you call them homos homos homosexuals homosexuals yeah that's right Rana that's right uh, well homopho- if it's homophobe is derived from homo so that's homos yeah, I do a that's lot the of best for part homo, yeah for homos on homos <laughs> what a ridiculous <laughs> it is so stupid <laughs> what that a homo. Stupid. What a homo. I got to say, I don't, listen, gay slurs really are some of the best. I, it's I, like laid I, when you say getting laid. Homo is like It's very that 80s, too. yeah. Is he a homo? Oh, right. yeah. Uh, in any event, uh, yes, I think it is made more difficult by this chasm, as Mike said, uh, which is that the break... Look, life growing up is usually a gradual thing. It happens, unfortunately, in moments when, you know, someone passes away or there's a tragedy of, you know, when you're forced to grow up. And you see this as a moment where you're being forced to grow up because you are be going to be removing you. You won't be around all the time anymore. So everyone's going to change. But you're sort of pre-mourning that 
it doesn't happen that fast. Right. You need to start focusing on whatever this new life is that you're building and stop. You have a lot of anxiety about your future. So you're focusing on this sort of perceived tragedy of your present and your past. You are mourning the loss of something that you're not really going to lose. Okay. I was going to say, I think your your sister will probably be more excited to see you than ever that you're going to come come in that house and hold that baby. And it's going to be great. But it is time. You got your master's. Some people would say, you got your master's. So you're a professional student. Uh, You know, that sort of, you know, there might be something there, which is, I mean, I think it's terrific you have a master's. But when you've been in college and then you've been in grad school, you haven't really been forced to enter the world, so to speak. And now's the moment. Time to jump off the diving board. And so now you're putting all your anxiety into the family basket instead of putting it into the career basket, which is probably where it belongs. And which is also only the most normal, natural, you know, naturally occurring uh, phenomenon in the world anyway, which is, oh crap, now I have to go. I've been studying the thing and now I got to go do it. What if I'm a fraud? What if I can't do it? What if I hate it? What if I went to all this expensive school and I don't want to do that anymore? So what? Just give it a little time. That's all. Everything takes time. Nothing yeah. is. There's a lot you, happening. I hated my first day. So what? Who loved their first day? Some idiot loved their first day. Who ever loved <laughs> their first day of anything? <laughs> uh, you don't know where to sit. You don't know anybody. You don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything. Let's just take a little breath here and stop focusing and trying to find a way. And maybe this is a little advice for the rest of your life. Try to find a way to be excited about things instead of fearing things all the time. Grace, shift your perspective. I would also say she, I mean, she has this, she should just think about how lucky she's been that she has this older sister where there's clearly a good relationship. And so true. And she should really feel be secure enough and not insecure to enjoy that relationship and realize that it's going to survive whatever's coming. And, and even if it has troubled waters or something, cause she's moved away and feels out of the loop to savor what she has had up till now, because that's really special. And I, I think it's unusual uh, in a way. I mean, I know people with much older um, siblings where, there's they just almost right. never bonded and there's and and so she's very lucky and she should think about how lucky she is and not sweat the future between her and her sister and I, I think that somewhat, atti- yes. that attitude that security will help keep it strong going forward instead of being insecure about it. And there's no reason for her to be insecure. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, and also someone new is coming into the world. Who's an extension of your sister. You know, yeah. that's, that's exciting. very and exciting. Yeah. And, and you. you. Yeah. And, you. and who's yeah. going to be crazy about you because they're going to see the way that your sister loves mm-hmm. you and they're going to love you for that. Yeah, absolutely. When a kid sees the people that their parents are close with, They want to be loved by those people and they want to love those people. That's just sort of how it goes. But the other thing I'll say is you're 24. This is a little bit of something to go chew on. Find a way to be happy for the people in your life. Because that is a really important... Really, Mm -hmm. when you're not able to be happy for people that you love, 
even, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to experience simultaneous grief or loss or anything else, but it needs to be separated from that, your ability to actually be happy for people in your life and to not feel jealousy about yeah. these kinds of things. And it's, look, it's life's work for some people, but start the work now. And, for me, Mike, there is one yeah. person <laughs> who every day I try so hard to be happy for. Yeah, I know your yeah. mother. It yeah. just has not worked mother, out because then she turns on, you know, yeah. I'd see that she's in a fancy hotel or, you know, whatever it is. And it I'm suffering really over here. Me. Someone had to bring me an extension cord. I didn't even have an outlet in the right place. I mean, you know, it's not all candy gumdrops, Brian. <laughs> You're right, Rana. My bad. <laughs> Well, that is the other thing. Someone else writes this letter. Dear Ron and Brian, I just write to say I am having the mo I'm in the most exciting moment of my life. I'm 24. I have an amazing right. partner. We're moving to a my new city. My sister's having a kid. I've been yeah. making lists and lists yeah. of the restaurants I'm going to eat at there. I finally get to pick my own furniture. We got the cutest apartment mm -hmm. right around yes. the corner mm -hmm. from the cutest little cafe. I can't wait to walk the streets and be my own person. And on top of that, I've been studying towards a degree for the last 10 years. And I finally get to put it into practice. I and my neighbor wait. has just told me that they had a golden retriever puppy that I get to watch an hour a week. And my, you know? and my exactly. That, that was so, the PS. <laughs> you know, there are other there are other ways That's, to examine your life, and it's maybe true. it's time to start looking at that. I, and I, I also noticed you don't mention your parents, so I wonder if maybe right. there's some trauma and uh, not trauma, but. Uh, abandonment stuff maybe with the parents and that that was why the sister moved into that mm -hmm. vacuum and mm -hmm. why the sister has so much value. Mm -hmm. So let's get a, the glass a little fuller over here, shall we? I like your rereading of that letter as kind of a just a positive little uh, missive that she sent. What an amazing time in life. You're about to have a niece. You have mm -hmm. a new job. You have a great partner. You're getting a new apartment. Wouldn't it be fun to get a new apartment? We're all jealous I haven't of had her. A new That's right. We want so your life. Long. Yeah. Come on. Master's Send degree. A master's degree. You're a master. You're a master. I think that's it for today for the questions, Brian. What do you all think? Right. I think so too, but Rana, there is there is one um, master that I do. Excuse me. Excuse I'm me. a master. Beta. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Oh, yes. Mike, come on. You didn't see the fruit that almost <laughs> fell right off the tree. Well, there you go again, calling so, me well, a fruit. Well, How Mike dare is you? So, well, Mike is so tall, he couldn't ever see fruit that was hanging that low. On That's a tree. one of his big pluses. Yeah. I just don't think of Brian as needing to masturbate. I feel like he's just in just a unit. such demand. <laughs> Needing. Oh, I, I see what you mean. I love yes. the idea. Thank you, Mike. Thank yes. you, Mike. Yes, Brian, it's a compliment. That is so funny. That is such an old Dr. Ruth question. Dr. Ruth, I walked in on my husband masturbating. Right. And now I think my marriage is over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she used to get all those questions like, if my husband can have sex with me, why does he have to masturbate? I mean, just, right. you know, these crazy questions. I just people. had, I had a yeah. friend text me this morning that they're on a plane <laughs> and Patty LaBelle got on and she just has been walking up and down the aisles being like, hello, um, just oh living. Wanting, wanting people to notice her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It never, I, I love people where it's like, it's never enough. It's never yeah. enough. They got to get it every day. I love it. Um, Mike, have you ever met Please Patty take your seat. Good question. No. I always okay. remember seeing her on some award show when I was a teenager. She had just become famous. 
and she won an award. It might, might have been the Grammys, the only time I ever watched the Grammys. And she she name dropped Bob Dylan. She, she's like, as Bob Dylan told me last week, I was like, oh, okay. You're wow. a monster. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. I love the and idea I, that she was walking up and down the aisles, just stretching her legs, hoping somebody would notice her. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's I think fantastic. also talking, I mean, she was literally being like, hello, are you enjoying your flight? Right. Like, I mean, yeah. she was in it. Sure, you know? looking for the, a little attention. This yeah. was during the safety lecture. Correct. I mean, she sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Correct. Oh, She's like, these people up here are not going to get all the attention. No yeah. one gets one over on me. Yeah. Actually, I I mean, I'm sure everyone loved I, some people are probably like, who is that woman? Oh, I would have talked I to her. I think she owns the sure. airline. Yes. <laughs> would you know? Would you recognize Patty LaBelle? Oh, my God, in a moment, yeah. Really? I would, would, yeah. To me, it would totally depend on what wig she was wearing. Mostly, <laughs> mostly I would. Yeah, I don't know. If she was wearing her travel wig, I might not recognize <laughs> Right. She has uh, Oh. Mike. Yeah. It's that time on this show. Okay, oh, what right. happens? Oh, right. right. Here we go. Now, here's what's going to happen. We're going to send something a little bit special to one of our letter writers. Now, do we want to send it to the woman, the cis queer woman in a hetero marriage who is Mm. having trouble with her friend? Or do we want to send it to uh, this person who is nervous that her sister's having a child? I mean, well, nervous that love, everything is changed, that the, the entire right. that wasn't landscape a kind is, way to put it. is shifted. Right. Well, well, that is or an what accurate she wrote. Way. Yeah, but that is what she wrote to us about, Brian. The quite, the thing that you just said is exactly what she wrote to us about. But the thing she's really nervous about is that everything's shifting under changes. her feet. Changes. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea ch- of ch- sending ch- change. Yeah. Yeah. Your third song of the show. Oh, I it's love my it. fourth. I think we've done what? Bowie, McCartney. Yeah. We've done, yeah. she's done them all today. That's Elvis right. Costello. Costello. Yeah. Uh that's from Hunky Dory. I did uh, Samantha Fox earlier. Oh, I'm I missed it. She did a number yeah. from Samantha Fox's eponymous <laughs> album. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know any <laughs> Samantha Fox music. Touch me. You know what? Touch that's okay. Me. I wanna feel your body. She's British, right? Samantha Fox? Is she? She might be. Wasn't she, she like was. a page three girl? I think she was, yeah. Okay. What is a page three? Oh, I can guess. Oh, Brian. Okay. Brian. Well, oh, what's, Brian. you don't know what a page three girl is? Well, I'd never heard the expression, but I imagine oh, it's a call girl. Absolutely oh, not. Brian. Oh. A page three girl is in the Sun newspaper. They used to have, was the Sun, I believe, Mike. On page three, so you'd open the paper, for front page, page mm-hmm. one, page three was basically the page that would be facing you when you open the page. And they would have a Playboy centerfold, essentially, on page three of the paper, and that's how they sold the paper. Well, so, page three girls included Linda Lasardi, Katie Price, uh-huh. and Samantha Fox. Bingo. There you go. Wow. Um, I didn't well, know and they that. became icons. Yeah. I wouldn't expect you to know for all I, sorts of reasons. I'm not a very, I have to tell you, my brain is- I would have. Really? Really? Yes, well, it's, also, it's, a U, it's a UK phenomenon and Brian- But it's an older one. It, it doesn't, when did it go? When did they stop? Yeah, but like a common electra. You know, they didn't stop stop as recently as you. I think they probably stopped. I should we yeah. guess? I'm going to say 2004. Let's. That's a really good guess. I'm going to say page you. one is where either the major headlines are, or the teasers for the main stories. <laughs> Did you know that? So um, <laughs> let's see when it ended. Okay, it looks 2017. like 2017. Only barely. Really. 
Wait, despite abolishing the feature in its print editions, the Sun continued publishing images uh, on its online. official page three until March 2017. But what about the print? Yeah, the print's the one. No more page three, 2012 was when wow, that late. started. Huh. And it stopped in 2015, not that long ago. I could see the Sun saying, uh, no, we're just going to ignore Sure. Any criticism? Why it sells oh, papers. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sells yeah. papers. It's the sun's way. Uh, uh, okay, I so think, that's who we're deciding between. Oh, here comes Dante. In the, uh, I'm going to put a picture in the chat. I think, uh, well, the second letter writer, since she's moving, it's almost like a, it could be a housewarming gift for her. That's true. I like that. Whatever we're sending. Renuda. What do you think? Renewed. <laughs> uh, why don't we send her? Uh, why don't you cut an album of the songs you're singing today? <laughs> send up. Let's have a full album there. Yeah, and add Great a Patty idea. song. Touch yeah. me, touch me. I want to feel your body. Rana. Rana. Rana uh, sings yes. the page three girls. Oh my god! I just read the just. I just read the just. Justin Trudeau is getting divorced. Oh really? As this I was, as I was googling, huh. I was I was googling page three. Yeah. Uh, in any event, uh, yes, I'm giving it to the second person. The first person needs to yeah get out of everybody's yeah. business. That's my gift to you. It's really my gift to you, you and your husband. Congratulations on all the hard work that you've done, which is wonderful. Continue to focus on your progress and your hard work and your beautiful family and keeping and protecting the happiness of that thing. And when your friend comes around, you'll be there waiting. You've, you have uh, extended an olive branch about 437 million times saying, I'm here to show you how to do things if you want to. She may take you up on that, but it's going to be on her own time. Number two, we have a nervous, Nelly, anxious, anxiety person. And our anxious, anxiety people always need a little bit of help. But more importantly, she's 24. She has a whole world ahead of her. So many exciting things are happening in her life. There's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't send her a gorgeous candle to put in her new apartment to sage and smudge her life a little bit. Uh, Brian's probably going to recommend vanilla sage or something like that. Yes, for Bath and definitely. Body sage works. is just my favorite scent in a candle. Uh, but we should definitely give her something to cleanse her space and to remind her to knock it off a little bit and see how fortunate she is. I am enjoying this cedar candle lately from, um, from where straight from Lolabo. Cedar. Oh, cedre. Cedre. What's it called? Let's do it. Cedar 11 coming your way. Cedra 11. Is it going to bother you that, for my birthday, Henry in Toronto got me this candle. Does that shift your? Or is that oh, okay? you probably shouldn't have told me that. But. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. But then I felt like I wouldn't have been honest about it. I okay. guess she really is reconsidering. I'll, I'll, I'm going to allow it, but mostly just because I don't want to make Mike sit here while I, I decide understand. how I really feel about it. Now, uh, Mike, we adore you. You're oh, the greatest. Listen to Inside Conan. Watch any of the millions of hours of incredible TV and comedy that he has created over the My last, God, no over kidding. his whole career. No 
Okay. Uh, and I don't know whether he's still into doing bar mitzvahs or weddings or. Oh, you mean stand um, up at them? Or do or doing the warm up at the Canyon Club in um, Agora Hills? I think he was doing the warm up at the Canyon <laughs> Club in Agora Hills just to stay shy. How shot. dare you, Rana? You know how Jay Leno does the Comedy Magic Club in Manhattan Beach. Mike uh, does the um, Agora Hills. He does the warm up over there at the. Well, as far Canyon as I'm Club. concerned, Mike won that. <laughs> Who's reading this cliffhanger? I am. Okay. Let's do it. I agree. I agree. Dia, Rana, and Brian. That's us. Let me first start by saying that I've been a fan of you both for some time now. I was first introduced to the fabulous Rana on the Attitudes podcast. And Brian, there was a period of time I quoted you so much that my grandmother once asked out of the blue, Dear, how's your friend Brian? Why aren't you quoting me anymore? Just kidding. Needless to say, you both have been making me laugh for some time now, and I thank you for that. To my issue, it involves a daughter neglecting her mother with cancer, and potentially a controlling relationship. I'll explain. Okay. Okay. I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of Zingerman's, Mm -hmm. and had a close friend all through elementary school, middle school, and high school. Let's call her Carly, who was extremely close, close to her mother. Let's call her Sheila. Sheila was sort of our friend group's adopted mother. Her back door was always unlocked. And at any given time, you could walk into the kitchen to find at least two other friends sitting at the kitchen table with Carly and Sheila, gabbing and laughing over mint ice cream. Hmm. Huh. No no chips? No chips? Come on. Huh. Sheila has always oh, been- You just in- reminded me. I want to go to Jalupo for Gelato tonight around the corner. Whatever. They finally Anna. reopened it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you for Could you get? Me. Would you mind getting me a scoop and saving it? Because you know what I thought? If Mike's going to England and staying with you, then I should go to England and stay with you and also go on that tour. Well, he's not staying with me, but you're very Oh, perfect. Then to. I'll stay with you. Then that worked out. You're very welcome to. Thank you. Sheila has always been incredibly supportive of Carly. She advocated for her youngest daughter when she struggled in school. Carly and Sheila were thick as thieves, and they had what seemed like a very loving and supportive relationship. Fast forward, Carly and her husband, uh, what's the flattest, dullest name I can think of? Guess what name they thought of for the flattest, dullest name? Al. Mike. (laughs) Oh my God. Oops. Sorry, Mikes of the world. This is the letter writer. Carly and Mike are living- We just had Mike on. He only just left. Thank God. Oh, poor Mike. Sorry, Mike's of the world. Carly and Mike are living in Austin, loving life, traveling, going to music festivals and Comic-Con. It honestly sounds like hell to me, but they love it. And suddenly back home in Michigan, Sheila is diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Mm, that's tough. Her mm. prognosis is not good, and she's essentially given a very short time to live. Yes, it never is pancreatic cancer. Mm. I was recently in Ann Arbor and stopped in to see Sheila. It was lovely swinging open the back door once again to see her beaming face. We plopped down in the living room together, and it was almost like no time had passed at all. Plop, plop. I told her fizz, about- Fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. Rana, you're like a I've little- got a song for everything today. You're like Carol King today. It's unbelievable. I got a song for everything, a medley for everything. Go on. Well, I am I, cutting a whole album now, which I didn't realize until just, till Mike mentioned it. So now You got to do it. Do it, yep. I told her about living in Chicago with my fiance, and she told me about all the wonderful time she's spending with her eldest daughter and grandsons. Naturally, I asked her Carly was doing in Austin, and she became absolutely crestfallen. Mm. Sheila hasn't heard from Carly in five months. That's, Whoa. That's why. Whoa. 
Five months. The story goes, Sheila visited Carly and Mike at their new home in Denver back in January 2022. The couple told Sheila they had made some life decisions to live, quote, alternatively. For one, they were choosing not to have children. Sheila was upset by this, but ultimately she told her daughter and son-in-law that she supported their choice. Okay. The second announcement was that Carly is bisexual. Sheila thought this was a little odd and naturally asked a few follow-up questions. She asked Mike if he was bisexual too, and she said Mike initially recoiled, but ultimately admitted that yes, he was also bisexual and had pursued some relationships with men. Carly had not yet pursued any relationships with women, and Sheila ultimately felt like Mike was pressuring Carly to come out as bi, and the entire conversation left Sheila feeling uneasy. The rest of her stay with the couple was tense. Sheila told me that once she returned from her visit, she called Carly to check in. Throughout the phone call, she said Carly seemed off, and at one point she put Sheila on speakerphone without warning. When they hung up, Sheila felt the same unease she felt throughout her visit in January, and shortly after this phone call, Carly stopped responding to Sheila's texts and phone calls completely. As far as we know, the couple's only communicating with Mike's family and Carly's father, whom Sheila divorced over a decade ago. Carly's also been evasive with me and another friend from childhood, Clara, providing short responses when we ask her how she's doing and turning us down for Zoom calls, which we used to do together every other month before she and Mike moved to Denver. My question for you both is, what do I do? How do I get Carly to speak to her mother with some frequency again before she passes? And how do I navigate this in a way that doesn't alienate Carly even more if she is in a controlling relationship? How do I get out of Carly out of this controlling relationship? The thought of Sheila going through terminal cancer without her confidant absolutely kills me. My heart aches when I think about Sheila alone in a house that once brimmed with laughter and love surrounded by memories of Carly. I text Sheila regularly now about books, wedding planning, her plans for the weekend, treatment, etc., and have become a bit of an adopted daughter to her. While I love nurturing this relationship with a dear, dear friend, I can't help but think my company is inadequate compared to Carly. Doubly, I'm filled with mixed feelings of anger and worry when I think about Carly. I'm mad at her for neglecting Sheila, but I'm worried that she's in a controlling relationship. Clara and I are thinking about next reaching out to Mike's parents to let them, let them know the couple is neglecting Sheila in her final years, perhaps even months. We've already tried reaching out to Carly's father, but he plays it off like the couple travels a lot and are hard to get a hold of. No mention of Sheila and Carly's Carly's lack of communication with her mother. Either way, if Carly and Mike are throwing a little fit because Uh, the way Sheila reacted to their news, I'm disgusted by this behavior and have half a mind to buy buy a plane ticket to Denver and berate them for acting like selfish children. Thank you both for taking the time to read this. Go on. I'm looking forward to your honest advice, even if it includes donning some sort of disguise all the way to Denver to liberate my friends. Sincerely, caught in the middle, child. Mm. Woo. Patreon.com slash askgrana. Join us for the uh, groundbreaking advice we're going to give on this question. I got to say, on this one, I'm going to, this is one that I want to listen to again because I I need to think about it again. Yeah, we need to really get inside this. That's right. Uh, I want to remind people these lounges have launched. People are loving them. It's very exciting. And I know that this has been a thing that people have been interested in for a long time which is that they want a place to talk about the show. And now you've got it. And at the moment, it's five bucks a month. So if I were you, I'd, I don't know anything else in the world that's $5 a month at the moment. So uh, Dig it in and rip it out. Yeah. Uh, these are like the people, like the girl whose question we answered today. Can you believe my favorite thing is $5 a month? I'm so heartbroken. My life's ending. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ask Rana and... 
arsocialclub.com. That's right, yeah. or arsocial.club. Yeah. All right. Fabulous. Wonderful. We'll see you somewhere. Sure. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.